Well, Anson, we're going to rap a little while about uh, a number of things, but uh, I guess one of the most important things that we can start off talking about is the fact that uh, you have been called uh, a revolutionary, a militant. Uh, uh, much of the media has pictured you this way. It's talked about all over the world. What, uh, what, what, what do you see as the meaning of the term revolutionary? Well, there's no single simple meaning of the term revolutionary. The revolutionary wants to change the nature of society in a way to promote a world where the needs and interests of the people are responded to. In some way... The revolutionary realizes, however, that in order to create a world where human beings can live and, and love and be healthy and create, you have to completely revolutionize the entire fabric of society. DJ Ian Head. In some ways, she's like a prize. See, that's, I mean, that's another thing. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence. Um, without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for, not in the way you reach them. On the other hand, uh, because of the way this society is organized, because of the violence that exists on the surface everywhere, you have to expect that there are going to be such explosions. You have to expect things like that as reactions. If you are a black person and live in, 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 in the black community all your life and walk out on the street every day seeing white policemen surrounding you, when I was living in Los Angeles, for instance, long before the situation in L.A. ever occurred, uh, I was constantly stopped. No, the, the, the police didn't know who I, who I was, but I was a black woman. I had, had a natural, and, and they, I suppose, thought that I might be a, quote, militant. And when you live under a situation like that constantly, um, uh, and, then, and then you ask me, you know, whether I approve of violence. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, whether I approve of guns. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, some very, very good friends of mine were killed by bombs, bombs that were planted by racists. This moment, this particular historical conjuncture, um, holds possibilities for change that we've never before experienced in this country. I don't know whether I would compare this moment with a massive uprisings in the 1960s. What I would suggest is that there is a continuum. 
a historical continuum and in 2020 we are finally witnessing the um, consequences of decades and centuries of attempting to expel racism from our societies. I wanted to read a quote of Aretha Franklin, who told Jet Magazine in 1970, Angela Davis must go free. Black people will be free. I've been locked up for disturbing the peace in Detroit, and I know you got to disturb the peace when you can't get no peace. What did that mean to you at the time? Aretha Franklin saying, I want you free. I was in jail at the time, of course, uh, and when I learned about it, it was one of the most moving moments I experienced during that time. And I was just, you know, so moved and so uplifted that she was willing to pay my bail. But I should tell you, there was no way that she could get the money to us in time. And so um, this white farmer showed up at my lawyer's office and he said, I'm willing to put up my farm. Aretha, by publicly announcing that she was going to pay my bail, made everybody listen. And so I like to think that it was Aretha, you know, who bailed me out. And she and did. She <laughs> Your supporters have called you a political prisoner. Many are confused about the meaning of this. Can you explain what it means? More and more, black people are being incarcerated not because they committed a crime, but because of their political beliefs and the activities they undertake to bring our people together to struggle for freedom. Bobby Field is a political prisoner. Erica Huggins, Martin Soster is a political prisoner. I'm a political prisoner. The government intends to silence me to prohibit me from further organizing my people, to prohibit me from exposing this corrupt, degenerate sense system by convicting me on the basis of a crime I had nothing to do with. You must take a lot for granted because my love... For more than four decades, Davis has been one of the most influential activists and intellectuals in the United States an icon of the black liberation movement, Angela Davis's work around issues of gender, race, class, and prisons has influenced critical thought and social movements across several generations. She's a leading advocate for prison abolition, a position informed by her own experience as a prisoner and a fugitive on the FBI's top 10 wanted list more than 40 years ago. Once caught, she faced the death penalty in California. After being acquitted on all charges, she spent her life fighting to change the criminal justice system. Well, you know, let's remember that um, uh, the abolition movement has a very long genealogy. Uh, uh, we can go back uh, uh, to the 1970s and the Attica Brothers uprising, uh, uh, the uh, people in prison there who rose up uh, 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 against the horrendous conditions also
called for uh, prison abolition. This was perhaps the first time that there was this uh, public uh, uh, display of, uh, of, of a way to address uh, the prison system that was not couched in uh, the ideology of reform. The Black Panther Party emerged as a response to the police occupation of Oakland, California. It was an absolutely brilliant move on the part of Huey Newton and Bobby Seale to patrol the neighborhood with guns and law books. Uh, the gun representing uh, uh, resistance and the law book representing uh, uh, democratic rights. They simply would go up to the police who would be arresting someone and they'd ask the people oh, uh, baby. with the law book, are you aware of your rights? I don't want you to believe. And the gun, which at that point was legal, it is not now legal to carry a weapon in public in California. And so basically what they did was to police the police. And at the same time, this strategy it was admittedly also inspired by the emergence of guerrilla struggles in Cuba, liberation struggles in southern, southern Africa and in the Middle East, and by the successful resistance offered by the National Liberation Front in Vietnam. But in retrospect, uh, this strategy, which was so brilliant, and led to the expansion of the Black Panther Party, not only all over the country, but all over the world. But in retrospect, it reflected a failure to recognize, as Audre Lorde put it, that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. In other words, the use of guns even primarily as symbols of resistance, uh, conveyed the message that the police could be challenged effectively by relying on explicitly policing strategies. Uh, and I'm being self-critical here on our time 50 years ago. Black Lives Matter, which initially emerged in the aftermath of the the hashtag uh, emerged in the aftermath of the killing of Trayvon Martin. And then um, um, the protest in Fer Ferguson um, spurred the three women, Opal Tometi, uh, Alicia Garza, um, Patrice Cullors, to create a network. And this manifested a collective desire to demand justice for Mike Brown, who was killed in Ferguson, for all of the black lives sacrificed on the altar of racist police terror. But they also asked us to radically resist the racist violence at the very heart of policing structures and strategies. Black Lives Matter, very early on, recognized that we could not simply demand accountability for individual police officers. Rather, we would have to place the demand to demilitarize the police at the very center of our efforts to move toward a more critical and more collective mode of justice. And 
This was ultimately linked to an approach that calls for abolition of policing as we know and experience it. Uh, Davis is a teacher, I've been given the honor of speaking at this meeting for her. Hers is not an ordinary academic freedom case, though she was dismissed like many of the rest of us. In fact, she considers academic freedom in the abstract a myth, which, as she said in a message to teachers, a myth which has masked repression in the university and has blinded many educators to the more pervasive and brutal repression in the world outside the university. She pointed out also, Regan and the California regions know that ideas do not simply live a life of their own, but are either acted upon or remain inert and lifeless. of her message to the teachers. The responsibility of the teacher, the educator, is to the people and not to the abstract realm of ideas. If we look around us, seeing poverty, racism, war, and repression, then it is our duty to act on our analysis and attack these problems. Not because to do otherwise would be intellectually dishonest, but because our first duty is to the people. Yo, what up? You're listening to my man, DJ Ian Head. Yes, um... Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm very disappointed uh, that, um, that we don't have a more capacious uh, um, public understanding of what it means to stand up against racism. Uh, that, that, you know, racism is the, is, is, is the very foundation of this country based on colonialism and slavery. first place it is important to recognize the connections between indigenous people and people of African descent it is not possible to tell the story of people of African descent in the Americas without also telling the story of indigenous people numbers of people are recognizing how important it is to uh, have a, a decolonial or, or, or anti-imperialist perspective. Uh, uh, if we did not expect to have abolition uh, become a, a central element of public discourse uh, during the early 
early part of the 21st century, um, uh, and it has become that, uh, then I think we can be a little more optimistic about the possibility of, of, of encouraging people to think more critically about uh, uh, the future struggles against racism. Secure the freedom of their captive warriors. And that is the interview with 26-year-old Angela.